In this episode, we're once again speaking to the amazing, the beautiful Kate Tass. Kate is the host of Live by Design podcast as a health coach. She's a yoga instructor, mediation enthusiast. She is a slow but steady runner, a boy mama to two boys, wife to her college sweetheart, and unapologetic advocate for living your dream life. She helps women who feel stuck but have deep desire for change ditch a personal growth overwhelm by providing a focused, action-oriented learning that allows um, you to grow self-confidence muscle and actually take action and live a a life by design. And today we're talking to Kate about the five ways to shift your mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession, or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And once again, we have the amazing, we have the charming, we have the beautiful Kate House. Welcome, Kate. Oh, thank you so much, Gala. It is such a pleasure to be here with you today. Thank you so much for coming again, Kate. We had such a fabulous, fabulous conversation on, on uh, Friday feature that we had to have you back on Money Talkies. Okay, so Kate, everyone's heard once again how amazing you are, but please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. Oh, thank you so much for such a warm welcome. Again, I'm so thrilled to be here. Yes. So by day, you can find me in my very small town of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, chasing after my two little boys as a full-time stay-at-home mom. My dog, Millie, may be running behind us, but that's what we do during the day. And by night, I am the host of the Live by Design podcast, an educator, and somebody who just wants to give you permission to live by design and not by default. Wonderful, wonderful. And I think this really leads on from our conversation we had on Friday. And mm-hmm. today we are talking about the five ways to shift your mindset. So let's get straight into this. What's the what so first of all, let's ask this. Why do we need to have well, obviously I think the, the audience over here would actually be familiar with it, but I, I want to hear in your words, why do you think shifting our mindset is so important? Oh my goodness. Well, I love this question because When I think about a mindset, I think about it like a pair of glasses that you put on. So Mm -hmm. it's the lens through which you're viewing the world. It's the way you're experiencing people. It's the way you're having just experiences and it's optional. So think back to like, I think back to when I was a kid, I I got LASIK when I was in my mid twenties, so I can actually see now, but from the time I was in like preschool through my mid twenties, I couldn't see anything. So my life, yeah, it was terrible. I had awful vision. It got worse and worse as I got older. And so I remember as a kid sitting in my eye doctor's office and they put this thing in front of your face and they like show you these different lenses and they're like, is this one better or is this one better? They're all slightly different. And that's how they help figure out like what your prescription is for your next set of glasses, right? And I like to think about your mindset as kind of being like those different lenses. It's like, Mm. okay, does this serve me well or does this serve me well? Mm. And it's okay to keep coming back to keep evaluating, right? You don't have to put on one set of lenses for the rest of your life, right? But, agreed, agreed. And that's a right? beautiful, beautiful analogy because you know what? As you evolve, your mindset would change and you need to have a different um, you know, mindset too. Perfect analogy. I never thought of it this way, but yeah, it does work because the glasses don't stay the same. They have the prescription changes and it's mm-hmm. supposed to. Same way for this as well. I, I love it. I love the analogy. Exactly. 
Well, and the cool thing about mindset is that, you know, it can change over time and it it exists on a continuum, right? So Mm. a lot of times, you know, we hear this buzzword like growth mindset, right? And growth mindset exists on this continuum with a fixed mindset. And so it shifts, it ebbs and flows over time. And like you just said, that's totally expected. That's in fact, like, I think it's a good thing. And the big thing about, for me, the reason we talk about mindset is just to build that awareness around it. Mm -hmm. So we can notice like, oh, I I think this is a fixed mindset thought. I think this is a self-limiting belief. I'm going to acknowledge it. I'm going to get curious about it. And then maybe you let it go. Mm -hmm. And you start to shift back towards that growth mindset on that continuum. Yeah. And I love that. I love that you said that because I I think this is important to understand just because we have a growth mindset on a one aspect of our life doesn't mean we have that across the spectrum so a lot of the times how you do one thing is how you do everything but not necessarily true and I, I know this from personal experience when it comes to my business when it comes to my my kids and everything else I have a growth mindset I'm constantly learning constantly evolving but there are aspects to my life which is work in progress where I have limiting beliefs and I don't believe I can change. I don't believe I can do, which I don't, they sometimes go in in your blind spot. You don't realize you have this. It's when you Mm -hmm. take a step back and you're like, Ooh, that's a limiting belief. That's my paradigm around that, that area of my life that I need to change. So you do need to evolve and, you know, have a, you know, very honest idea and or uh, awareness of different aspects of your life and see where is my mindset around different areas, especially when it comes to your personal life, your health, your career, your money and so forth. Now, bringing that back in. So how what are the five ways to change our mindset? Yeah, so there are five ways that I think are like the very best way that you're like, okay, growth mindset sounds awesome. I want to be okay with showing up and just taking action, even if it's a little messy and not seeing roadblocks, but just seeing like a little road bump. Like when something doesn't go as you expect, that's okay. We get back up and we try again. That's to me what a growth mindset is. It's it's learning and it's learning through doing. So mm-hmm. the first thing that I would say is, and like you just said, we want to challenge our self-limiting beliefs. So if you ever find yourself talking to yourself in such a way that's like, well, I can't do that, or I could never, or mm-hmm. I don't. Well, question that, right? Let's dig into that a little bit. Maybe that was the case five years ago. Maybe that was the case a year ago. Maybe that was the case a week ago. But what what if you can? <laughs> what if you could, right? Just start to get aware of those self-limiting beliefs. I, I used to have one that was like, well, I'm bad at math. <laughs> and I told mm-hmm. myself that for the longest time. And now I own my own business. And I'm like, okay, I have to get over this. Like, I'm bad at math thing because like, I'm in charge. (laughs) So Mm. I, anytime I would just find myself telling myself that I would just pause and be like, okay, let's introduce awareness around this and be like, oh, okay. This is something that used to, I used to hold true for myself and through, you know, choosing this growth mindset, I'm going to get curious about it. And I'm just going to let myself learn. I'm going to take a course on QuickBooks, or I'm going to work with a business coach, whatever the case might be. And when you do that over and over and over again, because of the way our brain works with neuroplasticity is we have this ability to learn and to grow for the entirety of our lives. Right. And so I just give myself permission to be like, okay, let's, let's learn more about this. And every time I take action, dispelling that self-limiting belief, I reaffirm this new identity, right? Mm. I start to shift into somebody that's like, I am good at math. I could handle this. If I can't, I know how to get help or I know how to, where to go to learn more. Right. So that's the first thing is like, start to challenge these self-limiting beliefs and just get curious about it without judging yourself. We can be so hard on ourselves, but just notice when it comes up and be like, this is interesting. What is it telling me? How can I move more towards growth? 
Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Beautiful. So that's the first way. What's the second way? The second way is to face your fears. Now, I don't necessarily mean like I'm a, like, I don't really love sharks. <laughs> so I'm not saying like I need to go jump into like a shark cage and go swim with sharks. Right. But I want you to think about the things that you have this desire to do, but it scares you a little bit, right? Like if, if your comfort zone is this, this bubble just around like outside of you, mm-hmm. it's, it's of just manageable difficulty. It's just outside your comfort zone. So maybe mm-hmm. it makes your hands a little sweaty when you think about it. Maybe it's your heart race. Maybe you don't really want to tell anybody because you feel a little self-conscious about it. Um, for me, that was signing up for my first half marathon. I was like, oh, I really want to do this thing. I've never in my life run that far before, but I wonder who I could become on the journey of training for that for four months, right? And I was like, I'm a little scared, but I signed up for the race. I like <laughs> paid them $100 to, to run 13.1 miles and I signed up and that was like a way of facing a fear, right? So it's not this this huge, ridiculous fear, right? It's just like, oh, can I can I do this? Am I capable? I don't, I don't know, but I'm going to find out. And that's mm. one way that we can move towards growth is is to face some of those fears in a, in a really healthy way. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the times when you face your fears, and I did a podcast on the, on this particular aspect recently, when you face your fears, you realize most of them disappear anyway because they're only ahead. So mm-hmm. I can't remember the story from where I picked it up, but there was a story about the lion. When you, you know, when you, if you're afraid that down the path, you're going to meet a lion. When you go and meet the lion, the lion disappears because your fear was creating the lion. And actually, I'm going to share an analogy that I shared recently with with someone. Do you remember, do you, I don't know if you remember the movie Friday the 13th with Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Uh-huh. Yep. When I think of fears, I think of Freddy Krueger. Okay, because mm. when I was younger, I, by the way, I didn't watch any of the Friday the 13th. I just remember them because they scared the daylight out of me. So I never watched <laughs> any of them, but they, here we are. But I do remember him because I was so scared of the Friday the 13th movies. But I, I love I, I love the analogy with, with Freddy the Kruger because his whole persona was around your fear. The more you're afraid of him, the more he was able to harm you. And as soon as you were able to look in the face and say, look, I'm not afraid of you anymore, he had to disappear because you took all his power away. That's exactly what you do with your fears. So not to jump in the in the you know shark tank with, with, with sharks, by the way, but I mean, I'm going to give you an example that we just came back from Maldives and uh, in Maldives, the white tips and the black tips, sharks, they 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 swim around. They, they're, they're around you all the time. So when you're around these sharks, which are not going to harm you, they don't really care. You know, you, you can swim with them. They, they come to the literally to the beach and the, to the shores. And because we had the villa, which is we can jump straight into the into the sea. They're literally around us. We're in the sea and like they're swimming past you. Your fear disappears because they're around you. Right. Mm. Obviously, you don't go near, you know, or, you know, a, a large one which you know is going to go and bite you. That's that's just something like the, you know, jaws, the kind of image we have of <laughs> sharks. But generally, the every shark doesn't, you know, doesn't eat humans. They're facing your fears. So um, it makes sense that you know, when you face your fears, they disappear, mm-hmm. and you take the power away. And sometimes, yeah, you may fall, you know, whatever you may have to learn a different skill or whatever have you. But a lot of the times, the the fear of it is a lot worse than the actual event. Mm-hmm. And now, and I, it's, it's funny, you just said that. You said a, a sign up a half marathon. I'm like, oh, bloody hell, that must be difficult, you know? And I I, I mean, I do 10,000 steps every single day, but running that much mileage, I'm thinking, hmm, that scares me. So now guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to find some time and sign up for it at some point <laughs> and start training for it. Even if it means going to an extreme, I have to do it now because I, I become aware that, oh my God, I, I could never do that. Why can't I do that? Okay, so then there's something I have to do just for the sake of it, right? Um, 
that this is how you get rid of it. And mm-hmm. and once you start training your mind to start recognizing these fears and facing them, some of them are disproportionate anyway. Some some may have some validity in it. Like I won't, you know, you don't go into you know middle of the um, Indian Ocean and jump into the river looking for you know sharks which you can eat you. Whereas you can have sharks which have come to the shore and in the resort and they they happen to play with them. You know, it's it's having that <laughs> common sense basically in place as well. Um. So, but yeah, I think I think this is very important um, aspect to training yourself when you start facing your fears, start facing your Freddy Kruegers you take the power away and they disappear and you stop having those nightmares. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Very, very, very powerful. Very powerful. Okay. So that's number two. What's number three? So number three is shifting your perspective. So sometimes if you see something in your path and with a fixed mindset, you're like, well, this is insurmountable. I'm just mm-hmm. not even going to try. Right. But with a growth mindset, you see something and you're like, okay, I'm working towards this goal. It seems like, let's use that half marathon. Like, okay, this seems really scary. Uh, I've never done this before. I don't even know if I'm capable of doing it. But like, what if it's, what if you could shift your perspective? And instead of saying this feels insurmountable, you say, okay, let's just, let's get a new perspective. Let's talk to people who've done it before. Let's talk to coaches. Let's join a running group for Mm. community and support. Um, Let's, let's break this down into smaller pieces, right? Because if if we're standing at the bottom of a mountain and we see the peak and we're like, holy moly, that is so far away. I'm never going to get there. That feels really disheartening. Yeah. But what if there's like eight stops along the way, you know, and you break it up into these these smaller goals, right? If, it, if it's a run, maybe it's like, okay, the first time you run for an hour straight and you're like, dang, I think I just did like five or six miles. That was awesome. Um, that feels really empowering. That's maybe like, you know, the third step to the top of this mountain that you're working up. And so it's all just about finding that perspective, giving yourself permission to really look at things in different ways. Um, Mm. another way you could think about it is like, what if this isn't happening to you, but it's happening for you? Like, oh, is- that's that's powerful. That's what I always right? I say all the time. Everything, doesn't matter what, is always happening for you, not to you. Yes, exactly. And 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 it gives you agency back again. Instead of it being like life is happening to me, and I'm like holding on to the bumper of the life of car, and I'm getting beat up. It puts you back in the driver's seat, right? It's yeah. like, okay, how's this happening for me, right? So mm-hmm. take back that agency um, and start to shift your perspective is the third thing that I would do. Oh, that's awesome. I think this is so important. I want to highlight a bit more about it. Recognizing the life is not going to be a straight upward hill. It never mm-hmm. is for anyone. Take Pick any entrepreneur or any anyone who's had any success in any any field whatsoever from you know Michael Jordan to the Williams sisters to Tiger Woods anyone anyone doesn't matter sports or in in life or Elon Musk for that matter or you know anyone success is never a straight uphill it never is Mm -hmm. it's up and down curly whirlies they're frank back (laughs) down and you're like oh bloody hell how did I get here oh I'm back to being wonderful again no no I've lost it I've lost it I've lost it No, no no I'm doing well they will tell you it's a whole new thing of success and wins and actually sometimes more failures or perceived failures than successes. Mm-hmm. But each of those so-called failures are teaching moments in order for you to get to that successful uh, aspect because unless you had that experience of going through that so-called failure, there's no way you would have the mental capacity, the training, the skills required to get to that level of success that you are finally at. It's I was I was told this very very um, early on. I think it was my, I think what this is told by my mother, and it was reinforced because my mom left this earth very quickly. I was only twenty one when she left me. From all the books that I read thereafter, 
this idea was reinforced again and again and again, you never fail in life, ever. The only time you fail is when you stop. So when you stop trying is when you failed. When you don't stop trying, you're learning. You're learning and you've learned like a thousand different ways of not to do it or to do it <laughs> with a decent degree. But you carry on. And when you don't, when failure is not an option, then success becomes inevitable. Mm. And the only way to have that kind of fixed, you know, like that fixed in your mind is I'm never going to stop. As long as I know I want to do this, I'm going to find a way to do it. And sometimes you need to give yourself a little more space. I, I mean, I do believe in collapsing time, but that's another conversation. But sometimes I'm not going to get up tomorrow and say, okay, I'm going to run the marathon uh, in, in September or October for that matter. I'm thinking, I, I just said it. Okay, so I have to do this, which means I have to make a plan for myself mm-hmm. and train my body because I've not been done because I've had an accident recently and I'm not done much running and I, you know, I'm, ba- I'm back to doing my 10,000 steps, but just recently, which means let me train my body and my mind to be able to have that kind of stamina, to be able to do that kind of um, a marathon. So it means let me put it for next year. Let me mm-hmm. break it down backwards. So you can give yourself the space and not have unrealistic expectations of stuff. Sometimes you can because you can collapse time as well. I do believe in, you know, breaking realities and shifting realities quickly. But that's when you have trained yourself. Let's go with people who are at the beginning of the journey or mid of the journey. Don't overstrain yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, understand that it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked. Learn, move on and never give up. You only fail when you stop trying. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So what's the next mindset? Uh, What's the next way to shift our mindset? Yeah. So the next thing you want to think about is your, are your thoughts. It's your self-talk, right? So I love how um, Brene Brown has this line where she says, speak to yourself the way that you would to a friend. Cause mm. how often are, Oh gosh, like, why are we our own worst critics? Like, we Oh can be, hell yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, we, absolutely. Yeah. We can be so hard on ourselves <laughs> and, and it feels mm. so when you start to realize that it's happening, you're like, Oh <laughs> why am I doing this? This is not very nice. Like I would never speak to gold this way, right? I would never speak to my mom this way or my kids or my best friend, but why do I think it's okay to do to myself? Right. And so, yeah. And and so the first step for most things I think is just building an awareness around it. So just noticing like, right. Like, Oh, I'm, I'm having a thought that I, I, I'm not good at math. Right. Mm. And you notice like, Oh, this is coming up again. This is interesting. I wonder, I wonder what brought that up for me. I wonder what in my day um, made me think that. And then being like, okay, let's let's explore this a little further. Um, and let's start to purposely move a different direction, right? Let's take those action steps to dispel this belief. Um, I like to say, like, you can even just it sounds so woo-woo, but just like think an opposite statement, right? Like, I'm not good at math can turn into like I am a great researcher and I'm willing to learn, you know, Mm. like you can just start to build that awareness around it because, you know, what you focus on, it it does expand, right? What you you focus on, you give your energy to, of course, yes. Exactly. And so start, just start to have that awareness with yourself and do it from a place of love, a place of grace, right? Like Mm. the worst thing we could do is to be having one of these thoughts about ourselves. That's not very nice. And then we compound it by being like, oh, Kate, you're being so silly. Like, gosh, I can't believe you're doing this again. Right. And then it's like compounding the bad things, but instead 
how can we be kind to ourselves? How can can we just be like, let's have curiosity around this. Let's know that like we can shift in a new direction. So that that's the fourth thing that I would do is just to really start to get aware about the way you're thinking. I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I'm going to go a step further. And there's a, there are, it's about one thing about treating yourself like your friend and being your own best friend, but also sometimes not even a friend, even a child. Because remember, mm-hmm. when we are throwing tantrums, it's not us as individuals, it's the inner child within you which is throwing the tantrums, which you gain upset. So you have to be patient. And being a parent, you will understand this. You have to be patient. Yes, you have to be strict and disciplined at times with children. Of course, you need to. But you can't be strict in a way that you like, you know, start screaming at them because they're not going to listen. That's the worst way to approach a child. They switch off. So why would your inner child be any different? Why mm. would why would the you know this ten year old girl listen to me screaming if my own ten year old son is not going to listen to me, right? <laughs> yep. So that I always say, treat yourself the way you would at times especially when you're upset and you're you're feeling vulnerable whatever you treat yourself the same way you would treat a child or a pet or a loved one and even my body at times I'm like okay what do you want to eat okay 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 do you want to have this no I don't do you want to have this and I and I talk to myself my body when I'm especially not all the time but when I'm feeling vulnerable when I'm like I don't want to eat this I don't want to eat that and I'm feeling you know, yucky and horrible feelings about myself. I'm like, no, 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 you're beautiful. You're amazing. What do you want? What do you yeah. want? Let me tell you. Okay, should we do on this? Do you want this? No, I don't. Do you want this? No, I don't. And I remember having, at times I have these conversations with someone's listening. They think, oh my gosh, she's not saying she's gone off bonkers again. <laughs> I'm literally talking to my body as if it's a child. They say, okay, what do you feel like eating? Let's put all the all the taboos onto one side. What do you want to eat? Do you want to have a sandwich? Do you want to have this? Do you want to have that? Do you want some fruit? Do you want to go and buy something? You know, I talk to it nicely and and then there are other times when you just have to be disciplined. Like my, my kids, I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. And I, the retreat I just told you on, there were, we had to have a 6 a.m. start. So luckily for me, it was in London. So I stayed at home. But I didn't mean, it didn't mean uh, most days I had to wake up at 4.30 to leave home by 5.15. The first few days were okay. But then my body's like, oh, I really don't want to come. <laughs> and I mean, do I have to? Let me sleep three more hours. And I literally said, uh, okay, I heard you. Let's move. Yes. I'm ignoring the cop. Let's move. Let's move. I don't want to go. Let's go. Let's go. I mean, the way I would a child, like I, I, I was like, okay, I acknowledge what you said. Let's move. You've got school to go to, right? And I did that to myself. And I remember on the last two days, I had to wake, one of the days we had to be there for 4 a.m., which meant I had to wake up at 2.30 and leave the house by quarter past three. Mm. That day, I, I, you know, my body was like, I'm not going. I am <laughs> not going. I don't make me go. I'm telling you I'm not going. Okay. Fair enough. Let's let's find out. So I woke up in the morning and my body's like, I'm not waking up. You think I'm getting up? I'm not getting up. And I'm like, out. Without, you know, like <laughs> it was literally my having this conversation in my head and my I did things automatically without listening to him. Like, okay, I'm listening to you. Yeah. Yep. In the shower. <laughs> Next thing I know, I'm in front of the driving seat and my body's like, shoot. <laughs> I guess I'm doing this. <laughs> I guess I'm doing this. I guess I'm gonna be here. And the next day it was it was a 5 a.m. start. So same thing. The that conversation was really more funny. Like, I you took me yesterday, I'm not going today. I'm like, okay, <laughs> same thing. So you have to be kind to yourself. I'm not saying, you know, don't lose all your discipline. Now, I could have said to myself, what the hell? I've done all this. I'm expecting to do No, love yourself. Yeah. I'm not going to scream at my child in the morning and say, you're going to go to school, but I'm going to make them go to school. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and put them to bed early and whatever else. I'll take care of them. But you have to love yourself mm-hmm. from the true unconditional self. And at times, 
when you're vulnerable, when you're overtired, especially like I was, I was towards the end, I was really tired. I knew why I was irritable. I, you know, I didn't want to talk to anyone. I was in my little corner, like, oh, I need some space. And um, you're going through this, all these emotions, be even more patient with yourself. Mm. Don't have this thing, you know, switch the phone. I kept the phone off. I didn't have it on, on at all. Um, I didn't care what was happening. I don't care who was calling. I didn't do anything. My kids weren't studying. I didn't care. I, I did gave myself that space and my body that space to just, okay. I knew I was going to start throwing tantrums and I just dealt with it in the most kind, compassionate way and gave her the, the body, the food that he needed. Like I made sure that I my ultimates were taken and I had before leaving, I had my detox water and everything else. And over there, I don't only have breakfast, but because I know it's tired, I gave it breakfast, I did whatever, mm. gave the teas and water and fruit. So I was taking care of my body the best way I could without, you know, without contradicting her, without saying, oh, you're X, Y, and Z. And why I say, oh, oh, well, I can't have these foods this early in the morning because I'm doing intermittent fasting and I'm going to put on weight. I didn't do any of that. And this is so important. We value ourselves and our bodies in a way that we, you know, we would value a child, a loved one, mm-hmm. because I am going to spend the rest of my life with me, which yep. is very long, actually, probably another 30, 40 years, which is, you know, grand scale of things. But however long I have, every single moment of that is going to be spent with me. Mm. We have to recognize that and accept how amazing we are and how lovely we are and fall in love with ourselves. I think once we can fall in love with ourselves, we can love everyone at such a deeper level, including our children and our pets and our partners and everyone else. Yes. Oh my gosh. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It's It all goes back to just like, loving yourself well. And sometimes like parenting that inner child is being so kind and loving. And other times it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to make you get up and go to this retreat because my future self a week from now is going to be so grateful for exactly. all the insights. Right. And so you're like, I know this sucks right now, but you're going to be so glad you did it in seven days. So like we're doing it. But <laughs> I love how I love your example of doing it though, in a really kind way. Right. Yeah. 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 So you, have, you have to be, you have to be kind. You have to be disciplined agreed but you have to be kind I, you know I, I didn't kick myself like oh I don't want to get up what do I feel like this what did I sign up I never said any of those things I let the inner child throw tantrums but the the higher self of me just said okay let's go <laughs> so I treated my I remember hearing this from face from one of I think I can't remember which, which um person which mentor it was a while ago I think it was about 10 years ago and um, she said I treat my body as a pet like a pet mm. and I thought oh wow because that's how we should treat it as a child or a pet, because it is, you know, it does so much for us, but it's got to have tantrum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need to expect it. Anyway, wonderful. So that's number four. Well, so what's the, what's the fifth way to change our mindset? Uh, so the fifth way is like my favorite way. And it's just to, to get support, to be in community with people who are implementing these same mindset shifts or who are on a similar journey as you. And girl, you're the perfect example of this, right? You provide this podcast, this place for people to come multiple times a week to surround themselves with people who are on this similar path. And, Mm -hmm. and that's the cool thing about the world we live in right now. Like, I know we can get really hard on like social media and all these things, but, but I actually think that the world we're in is so cool because if you want to shift your mindset, you want to try new things, you want to give yourself permission to show up imperfectly, you want to take messy action, there are so many people that could mentor you who 
they might not even know you exist, right? Like I joke that like Mel Robbins is one of my mentors. Like I'll, I'll refer to her like Mel. And my husband's like, you don't actually know her. Like you guys are not on a first name basis. I'm like, I know, but I read her books and I've listened to her. And you know, like she is somebody who is like mentoring me, right? So we yeah. live in this world where folks can tune into your show and be mentored by you and they can hear your guests speak and they can hear you share from the heart. And and that is so encouraging, right? Because if if we surround ourselves with people who are naysayers, who are who are just so doggedly, purposely stuck in a fixed mindset, it makes it harder for us to grow. It makes it harder for us to really bloom, right? If we constantly have people in our lives who are like, who maybe your growth challenges them. Maybe it makes them have to have an uncomfortable look at themselves and they they take that frustration out on you. Um, it, it's really hard to grow when you're surrounded by that. And so the people you're around matters. And that's like the people in your actual life, but that's the people, you know, the podcasts you listen to or the books that you've read mm-hmm. or, you know, what you let into your mind or, you know, go, there's just like a million Facebook groups out there that are just so wonderful about very specific topics. Like, get into those, get in conversation with people, um, give yourself permission to, to be supported, right. To, to look for those mentors and then to just surround yourself with it. I love that. I absolutely love that. I, I do believe that the, uh, you know, there's, there's a saying that the, the, your other, you know, your, your, your network is a sum of the five people that you closely associate with. And it, I think that I, with all said and done about the social media and the rise of the internet and everything else and the monster there is, if used correctly, it can be a, a, an amazingly powerful tool. We can connect, like, we, you know, through the power of Zoom and internet, we, we are across the pond, literally on the other side of the world, yet we're able to sit here and connect, have this amazing conversation because of what's available to us in this day and age. This was impossible even 20 years ago. So, you know, the, the rise of the internet, the rise of the social media platforms, you can find your tribe. Mm-hmm. Most of the times, you know, you're not going to have those around you unless they're willing to learn and grow, which, you know, so many people I've seen whose sisters and brothers and, you know, partners are willing to grow with them. But if even if those people around you are not willing to grow, you don't need to stop yourself. You can find those, those um, as, as I say, find your tribe by connecting to people around you and mentoring. I think I love what you, the example you gave. Because I say people who are my mentors, I, and I, I believe I'd be mentored by the best of the best, but not necessarily in person, through their books mm-hmm. and their courses. So being Bob Proctor was one, may he rest in peace, one of my favorite ones. Actually, the very first one would, for me would be Tony Robbins. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I, I switched off on him because various reasons. Right early on, he just doesn't resonate with me at all. I think he's amazing, but he's just not, he's not, my energy doesn't resonate with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I'm so grateful to him because he introduced me to the world of personal development. Mm-hmm. Without him, I would never have known. And through him, I found Jim Rowan and then Brian Tracy, Zig Ziglar. And then through them, I found Thomas Truard and Benjamin Franklin. And, and the list goes on and on and on. And it's been such an amazing journey. Um, I've had obviously in-person mentors, but most of my mentors have been through, you know, have taught me through their books, the teachings mm-hmm. like Benjamin Franklin and, the, you know, um, and Thomas Truard through his lectures. I loved what they teach. And now my re- most recent one now is Joe Dispenza. I absolutely love, 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 love him. And so these people are my mentors. They're my teachers. Mm-hmm. And um, but and then people who follow them can be part of my tribe and I can connect with them and associate with them. I think you have to actively go out and find your tribe and not limit yourself to your location, your family, your friends and other people. 
they can still be in your life, but you have to find your tribe in order for you to develop your mind in the way that you want to. Otherwise, I think it's it's very limiting and it can be very disheartening. It can be a very lonely journey. Entrepreneurship is a very lonely uh, journey anyway. It's very hard and not for the faint-hearted because it, it comes with its peaks and troughs. The peaks are really high and the troughs are really low. We all know that. And you have that you need that support in order for you to continue a journey, which can be amazing, by the way, you know, uh, but it does come at a price. But OK, so on that note, can you just give us a quick um, summary of each of those five ways, please? Yes, absolutely. So the five, top five ways to start shifting your mindset away from a fixed mindset and towards growth. So the first one would be to challenge your limiting beliefs, to face your fears, to shift your perspective to change your self-talk and to get support, to be in community with those who are on a similar path or better yet, are maybe a couple steps ahead of you on that journey. Fabulous, fabulous. And on that note, we're going to t- wrap this up. Uh, Kate, tell us, uh, tell us where can we connect you? How can we find you on the internet? Oh, well, thank you so much, Gil. It's always such a pleasure to be here with you. So you can find me over on my website, misskatehouse.com. And that's where you can find the Live by Design podcast and all the different ways that I show up in the world. And it just encourage you to live by design and not by default. Fabulous. So if you are listening to us on the podcast, remember the links to Kate's website will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we'll have her links to go check her out. She's one kick-ass lady and her podcast is amazing. And thank you so much, Kate, for being such an awesome guest. We had the most amazing conversation. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, both on Friday and today. You've been awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, Thank you so much for letting me be here. It's been so wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for listening to me and Kate today on Money Talkies. I will be back on another Money Talkies segment with another amazing guest finding out how you and I can build our mindsets so we can have uh, build a better business. Until the next time we meet, this is Go Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.